0: Welcome to episode three of Five Minutes to Change the World. My name's Mike Conahan, and this is brought to you by Even Better If. Hi, and welcome to another edition of Five Minutes to Change the World, brought to you by Even Better If, or EBI, as we like to call ourselves. My name's Mike Conahan. In the studio with me today is Andrew Little. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Mike. Um, so I'll give you a brief introduction to Andrew, and then I'm going to let him uh, say his piece. Andrew and I work together in a fairly challenging school, a challenging environment, I'm sure you'd say, Andrew, in uh, South London. Uh, we worked yeah we worked together there for three four years together actually we did some consultancy work um for a year so we've got a a lot of good working history so really for listeners out there you'll know that and he he knows what he's talking about in terms of teaching um he knows what he's talking about in terms of uh the, the way schools are and how hectic they are and how stressful they can be one thing I wanted to focus on because we've talked a lot about children and and their um, anxieties and stresses and mental health was also to focus on teachers one thing I love um, is to find something uh, in uh, for a teacher that can save them time but efficiently and effectively because it's really important obviously to save time but still to make sure we're doing the job we need to do so what Andrew's going to talk about is uh, a product called pupil progress that he's gone on to uh, be a partner in and they are currently doing really well but we thought it'd be good for him to talk to us and our listeners about it so you can hear what it's all about but to get some e- additional exposure. My big thing about the, the product is it's it's time efficient, it saves you time as a teacher and when you save time properly you also reduce stress. Um, so I'm going to hand over to you now uh, Andy and you can tell us a bit more about it.
1: Oh yeah thank you for that introduction Mike and so Pupil Progress, I mean, as Mike was saying, it, it's a it's a tracking and monitoring system. That's the first thing about it. So it's, a, it, it's there to enable teachers to be on top of the exact position of each of their students. It's, as you said previously, the, the most important thing is it's going to save an awful lot of time. I'm sure there's loads of teachers probably listening to this that are building, fixing and maintaining spreadsheets. None of us joined the profession to do that. And it's annoying. It's become sort of a de facto part of the job, but like it's not necessarily something that we excel in. And then you've got within a school, you've probably got a spectrum of people with those skills, with people that are excellent when it comes to using spreadsheets to people that are pretty awful. And yeah, and yet you've got to try to harmonise and use your, you know, manage your own way of finding where students are. So what People Progress wants to do is it wants to take away that stress from teachers. It wants to give you accurate assessment for exactly where your students are based on the, well, the exam requirements. So our trackers set up students positions exactly as the exam, creating a grade exactly as the exam board does um they're live and that's the most important thing so as you're putting in data you're getting immediate feedback in terms of your aos or your topic summaries and you, it will work with your key stage two data to show a progress score for individual classes a second aspect of pupil progress is that typically in schools you have um Full matrix or CISRA or an analytical tool like this and we're not in competition with those guys because they, i mean they're a they're an analytical tool and they do their thing but when uh, we're a tracking and monitoring tool but the The problem that schools often face is that you are required to have a data drop, and I'm sure you remember, Mike, the data drops mm. going on in schools <laughs> that we were part of, and what would happen is typically they would be there at the end of... Um, end of a big term it will take like a week or so to collect the data then that data was harvested by you know the data teams and moved over to an analytical tool and then by the time it gets played with by SLT and then moved to middle leaders by the time it gets back to a classroom teacher that kind of put the data in off of a test or off of a mock or whatever it might have been mm-hmm. you know it's weeks after that exam took place so like if you're going to then interact on that data and intervene on it
0: yeah
1: it's not relevant so the point of progress is that it's live and the analytics that you're able to get spring immediately from the assessments that you do. And once, and particularly in the, in the years that we've had in you know, the last couple, where they've been so fragmented, being able to identify the gaps of where your students are and then gearing the way that you teach around where those gaps are, well, it's really being informative and using your data effectively. So, and, and in that sense, and as part of this podcast of how it changes the world, yeah. you know, it's, it's using data to actually impact in the classroom. And I think schools have been stuck in a rut that they try to use data for like data's sake. But the data that often goes in is pretty rubbish because it's either taken from a, from an MIS tool that deals with whole numbers. It doesn't deal with raw marks and it doesn't deal with, you know, it can't tell you that... Andy in history needs to work at source analysis, and in French he needs to work in listening, and in maths he needs to work on algebra. Yeah. It just tells you he's a six or a seven or whatever he might be. Mm-hmm. So having that intrinsic breakdown <laughs> is really important. And I also think that teachers, because they, I mean, you, you and I have both used some clunky analytical tools, right? We've also mm-hmm. used some clunky MIS systems, and. I think it makes people not connect with data. They don't want to use data because it's a pain in the backside to use. It's Mm -hmm. a pain in the backside to track, to build, to maintain. When you finally get anything back from it, from like an analytical tool, it's too late to deal with it anyway. So um, that's that's what people progress seeks to do. It wants to change the narrative in how schools use data. And I think it does it very successfully.
0: Okay, <clears throat> a whistle stop tour of of uh, what pupil progress can do. Really eloquently put, I might say, Andy. It's for me. It sounds like a tool that uh, you know, and I'm not trying to sort of sell on your behalf as such, but it's certainly a tool that that schools could try out and teachers could try out. Is that a is that a simple enough thing for them to do? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things. Firstly, there's a
1: trial, so any. Any school, any teacher can come on and use our trackers for for zero cost for thirty mm-hmm. days. Also, if schools are part of Pixel, we've partnered with Pixel, so you can have two subjects at mm-hmm. no cost for an entire academic year. or This what remains of wow. this academic year. So there's lots of opportunities. I mean, yeah. I hope Mike, you'll share my email address potentially on on the on the notes of this. And I mean, i would mean, be really happy. To, you know, to speak to anybody about it as well. So of course. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. And and it's and give it. Give us the website address. So yeah, www.peopleprogress.com. So simple, peopleprogress.com, uh, if you're listening. I just wanted to touch on on a, a couple of points there, just so that those who aren't as au fait with data collection um, and, and having to analyse and scrutinise these things, um, how this is making it so much simpler. What I remember uh, very clearly was uh, us... Giving in data to, let's say, a head of department, that mm-hmm. head of department and spending lots of time uh, collating that data, then analyzing it themselves, then discussing it with a member of the leadership team who might be their line manager, and then formulating a plan to go back and address uh, the, the gaps there. What you're saying this tool does is it's just there straight away. As long as the data is being entered correctly, what it sounds like it's a very easy thing to do. Uh, and what's more, that as an English teacher, for example, if, if we were grading somebody uh, to be at a particular point after a, a module or a half term, the problem was that we'd be doing a completely different skill the next half term. So it yeah. could look that that, that that child's not progressing when, in fact, as an overall picture this is what your your product will do. So it will say for you know for that sort of reading skill they are doing really well. Maybe for this writing part of the paper that they need to be doing, they they need a bit of um, they need a bit of input. And what you can get, I guess, if you're constantly doing some intervention along the way, is to target the right people at the right time.
1: I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's, I suppose, the lovely thing with the product is that it can be geared towards whatever audience you like but I mean first and foremost it's geared towards a classroom teacher it wants to make sure that the way that you assess is accurate it does all the hard work of the weightings the grade boundaries it you know gives you all of the analytics so that you can impact in the classroom as effectively as you can and then it you know as you said it's for a senior for a middle leader it gives you that those analytics that you can go off and decipher and you can you know create your own action plans and as a senior leader it's something it's also gives you that uniformity that you know that everybody is using the same tracker. I mean, I, as you know, Mike, I used to, uh, you know, we used to line manage a number of departments and I line manage like English, maths, creating and performing arts. And they've all got different methods to their tracking. They all had different ways of making spreadsheets and different things to happen. So when I was having conversations with those middle leaders, it was very difficult for me to kind of balance all of those different spreadsheets. So as a senior leader to have one central place where I can have my finger on the pulse of where everybody is performing, mm-hmm is absolutely vital. It also makes life easier for even on those pastoral sides. You know, you've been in those conversations, I've sat in the room with you, when you've got little Johnny that says, uh, you know, the reason I'm not doing very well in English is I don't like Mr. Conahan doesn't like me. And and the, and the uh, you know, the, and the parent comes in irate about the the lack of relationship you have with a child. But then you're able to say, well, it's not just Mr. Conahan's English class. It's also Mr. Little's history class. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, Mr. Jones's French class. And you can show that, like, if there was yeah, a yeah. lack of consistency in their behaviour or their effort or mm-hmm. actually the, their aptitude, it can be seen as well. So it's something that's all encompassing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great overview uh, of the product. I think what's important for people listening, if you're not in a, a position of decision making uh, budget wise within the school, sometimes you can be uh, the best um, advocate for these things by giving your head of department a nudge and saying, "This is actually," as Andy said, "it's for a classroom teacher uh, essentially. It's for to make data easy for them, to make data entry easy for them, and therefore to for that to sort of cascade up." if that can actually be a a thing, uh, to to all the people that are working to analyse these things, it makes it a lot easier for them too. So give those people a nudge. If you're a classroom teacher uh, and you want to try it out, just set, uh, as Andy said, I think two two subjects a year, team up with another department uh, and get get a free year's worth of, of tracking using the tool. And actually you might be the pioneers in your school for changing their worlds. And you've done it in about five minutes. So Andy... Thank you very much. I, mean, I need to just point out that early on in the conversation, I didn't interrupt you to make the rubbish pun about you saying people not excelling at using spreadsheets, um, obviously Excel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know why I even explained that, um, but yeah, you know, thank me for that later. Uh, but I not interrupt your flow. But it's been brilliant having having you on uh, the podcast. Five minutes. We've probably done about ten or fifteen. Uh, but it's always a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks. Thank Andy. you.
1: Cheers, mate.